0: good day from Wall Street. This is Jack Marks for Wall Street Reporter. And uh, today I'm speaking with Mike Nalen. He's the CEO of uh, Cellcube Energy Systems, which trades on the Canadian Securities Exchange, stock symbol C-U-B-E, and over-the-counter C-E-C-B-F. Mike, uh, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. So can, can you tell us about the energy storage market and uh you know cellcube's r- role in that space
1: sure I, I guess just a sort of a leading statement um cellcube is the leading worldwide supplier of vanadium redox flow batteries um based on our um, vanadium um, redox flow battery technology and as to the the energy storage market um, it in itself is is massive. And, and in fact, the predicted growth for um, energy storage and the deployment of capital into the energy storage markets is also um, absolutely massive. There's a statistic from Bloomberg New Energy Finance that talks about uh, $130 billion going into this sector um, by 2030. So really over the next 10, 10 and a bit years. Um, so you've got, you know, one... A really proven um, technology that Cellcube has being dovetailed into an absolutely massive market at this time. So there's, there's really, really great potential here. What is, so, you know, in case
0: you know, people don't know, uh, what is, you know, what is vanadium, you know, what, what are these vanadium batteries and what makes them yeah. different than other, other technologies out there?
1: Sure. Well, I guess, I guess the first thing to say is this is really just a really large battery. Um, and it is it is um, the applications for it are really at an industrial grid scale level so this is not you know something excuse me a battery that you would use for mobile applications you know, in your cell phone or your electronics, or even for an electric vehicle, as you would typically find with a lithium battery. This is a grid scale industrial sized, you know, can be scaled up in the size of megawatts um, uh, flow battery. The vanadium itself is the key um, secret ingredient, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Um, Vanadium is a metal, and uh, it is used in an electrolyte solution that um, literally flows through the battery. I won't get into the technical aspects of it, but it is the properties of vanadium itself which allow for the battery in order to um, to both charge and discharge on such a large scale.
0: And who, so, who are who are the typical customers for uh, for one of these batteries?
1: Sure. Well, the Because they're of such scale, and the other thing I should point out, and again as comparison to lithium, um, the capacity of these batteries in terms of the duration to both charge and discharge is um, much longer than a lithium battery. Um, These batteries can uh, provide discharge for four, six, eight hours. Uh, They can be scaled up into a much Um, more sizable um, megawatt range as well. Lithium batteries in their typical application, at least on a a grid scale, um, they typically don't go beyond two hours, maybe in the two to four hour range. Um, But what we're really seeing is an evolution in the market for this longer term duration for energy storage, four, six, and eight hours. Um, Coming back to that to the customers themselves, so the kinds of customers who would use energy storage for these applications, um is really going to be utilities your uh independent power producers um and um renewable developers you know parties who are developing their own solar or wind farms as well um and then you know uh, there's other large commercial users uh who would have applications for this as well particularly for um you know either a distributed um, energy system or uh, or a microgrid.
0: Okay, and so so the so the val the value proposition uh, for the customer using you know one of these uh, one of these batteries is
1: is what? Well, look at it this way. Particularly in the context of renewable power, one of the attributes of renewable power is simply that it's intermittent. Both wind and solar. Um, you can't always capture the uh, the power when the sun shines through through solar pv um, The same is true for wind. you can't always capture it uh when the wind blows, uh nor do you always need it when when um, um, the wind is blowing or there's you know intermittent periods when uh you don't need the power but the wind is blowing or the sun is shining so energy storage provides uh the capacity to offset this intermittency of the delivery of renewable energy. And so what that means is, for instance, you could take solar, um, use part of that power during the day when demand is steady or low, um, but use it to charge up the battery itself and then keep it and discharge it later when the demand curve is much higher and much stronger back in the evening hours when everyone's coming home during rush hour or preparing their meals or, or so on. So you get the capacity not just in order to capture more renewable power um, than would otherwise be available, but you also are able to arbitrage between the pricing for power um, because you can store it when it's cheap and you can discharge it and sell it when it's when it's expensive.
0: Okay, and what are these? You know, what are these? sell for these batteries. I, I I saw some pictures on your site that are roughly the size of a yeah what is it, a twenty foot shipping container or a forty foot shipping
1: container? Sure. Mm-hmm. So that would be, you know, our standard unit would be a, a two hundred and fifty kilowatt, uh thousand megawatt hour or kilowatt hour um, product. And that would provide four hours duration um storage. And that as a just a typical unit, just the box itself, we would you know it would it can be scaled into much larger sizes simply by adding additional uh containers to the unit itself, but just for our basic one uh it would sell for about half a million dollars or so. that wouldn't include some of the additional equipment and gear that's required for the uh, the installation and connection um, but typically you're looking at a box in and around that much so call it uh, that's Canadian dollars so call it three or four hundred thousand
0: u s Okay. And how do, how does how does your your product compare to uh you know some competitors out there?
1: Well, one of the most striking things about our company is that the energy storage aspect of the business has been operating for over 10 years. And that means we already have 130 installations in 24 different countries. So what we have is a proven and mature technology for grid scale energy storage. When we discuss our competitors, there's really two basis by which we can draw a distinction. Um, and that is on this this track record of proven technology, we've been through the bumps in the road that many others have not and have yet to sort of determine. Um, and so, We can actually point to existing installations where there's over 10,000 cycles um, on the system itself. Um, And, you know, when people talk about vanadium flow batteries lasting 25, 30 years, even. Um, We've already got that on the track record to show it over 10 years. The other aspect is really cost. Um, Having worked these systems now for such a period of time, we believe that we're competitive on a a direct cost basis, not just only to other other competitors in the flow battery space, but specifically as against um, the proposition by lithium-based batteries as well.
0: Okay. Now you have a couple of different aspects to to the company. Uh, I guess it's you have sort of a, a vertically integrated strategy, uh, which is sure. what I saw in your presentation. So can yeah. you kind of you know, you know share sort of you know, some color of what that lo- what that yeah. looks like, and you know then talk about the the revenues uh, for for those sure. divisions.
1: Uh, there's really three components to the business and the first is the fact that uh, we own a vanadium deposit in Nevada and this resource there's a 43-101 resource estimate on the property uh, which shows um, indicated resources of about uh, 12 million tons of vanadium pentoxide so again this gets back to the the prime ingredient used in the uh, energy storage system itself Um, and that part of the uh that part of the business um simply means that we on a vertical integration basis it means we already have the main resource um, that is used in energy storage systems so that being said we are planning to spin that out as a separate listed entity um, with a record date of november 30th Um, and the reason for that is that we would have a much this is this is not a producing mine as of yet. it needs to be developed. and we would expect to have a much different shareholder base uh, for those who are looking as a direct play on a vanadium asset uh, than for what is now a pure technology company in the context of providing energy storage systems. However, we're going to retain almost a twenty percent equity interest in the resource and have an offtake agreement so that we have long-term supply at a reasonable cost uh, for the vanadium, um, for our energy storage systems themselves. Um, So that's one side of the business. And I mentioned that record date as of November 30th, because it means if you invest in the company right now, before November 30th, you are able to participate in the share distribution on the spin-out of the uh, vanadium asset itself second we have which is also not typically known is we have an entire operating subsidiary known as Enercube which provides switchgear equipment and you can think of switchgear equipment as uh the the um the Um, switch gear or equipment that is necessary for connectivity to the grid, except on an industrial scale. So if you think about the breakers in your home, or a breaker panel, um, this would be the same kind of uh, switch gear and housing, electrical housing, except on an industrial scale. Uh, and for different applications where you've got variable frequencies and um and motor control systems and uh uh things like conveyor belts and and things that change frequency of power, that business also has been operating on its own for over ten years um but it and it provides um uh quite robust contracts. We had a recent um, master services agreement through Enercube with uh, Pembina Pipelines, um, which I just as an example of part of the standalone business for this operating entity. However, it fits into the scheme of energy storage because you do need switchgear as part of your installation of energy storage. And our folks out at Enercube in Edmonton um, can also do the installation of our energy, sur- our energy storage systems in North America as well as the operation and maintenance. And they're starting to be a a North American sales channel by referring potential customers uh, to us as well. So this fits very nicely into the overall business. And then finally, what we've been discussing about is Enerox, uh, the energy storage business itself based in Austria. Uh, We have about 30 employees there and the manufacturing facilities are just outside of Vienna. Um, And that is the, the operating subsidiary that uh, has been producing the 130 installations in 24 countries that I referred to earlier, in which now is ready to launch our fourth generation of the energy storage system at uh, 250 kilowatts or a thousand a thousand kilowatt hours. Okay, and what what kind of what what kind of revenues is is
0: the company generating right now?
1: Yeah, so right now on a revenue basis most of the most of the revenues have been coming out of our um, switchgear business um, we i would say rather than referring to our total revenues for the year because we just we acquired the Enerox energy storage business in April of this year and uh, that's around the same time we also acquired the um, the Enercube switchgear business so we're just in the process of preparing our consolidated audit uh, statements for 2018, uh, showing year-end and revenues for the year. What I will say is that is that um, the bulk of the revenues have been coming out of our switchgear side, so about $18 million, um, with energy storage being around $3 million, and typically just looking at uh for 2018, looking at um, a, a little bit of a, a cash burn going coming into the year. Um, but what is really of note is our forecasting for 2019. Um, there's a fairly lengthy sales um, uh, process in order to sell these units. It's really six to 12 months or so and so having just acquired the energy storage business in april we're really just hitting our stride now on the sales beginning to ramp up on the energy storage side of the business so for 2019 we're actually projecting um from the energy storage business itself about 50 million dollars worth of sales um and uh, from the switchgear business about $36 million so that takes us up to about $86 million um, and projecting about $18 million of EBITDA based on meeting those forecasts. Now those are pretty ambitious targets. I will comment specifically on our sales pipeline coming into Q4 uh, and into next year. If we took every contract or Excuse me, potential contract that we are writing proposals for or have rec- received at least um, a- have at least exchanged some information in connection with the proposal you know we would value that entire sales pipeline at about a billion dollars if we put a weighted probability analysis to the whole sales pipeline we, we you know by this i mean if we take each of the contracts and give it some weight as to the likelihood that we'll actually get to to closure on it we put the value of that pipeline at about about $100 million or so. So that's coming into next year. Um, and within that, within that $100 million, there's about 48 really active proposals being looked at right now, um, just to give you a sense of of the activity under our sales group. And They tend to be large-scale projects, 5 or 10 megawatts, and we really only need to land one or two of those in order to meet our sales forecast for next year. Now, we can't actually predict how those sales are going to arrive, they may be a little bit lumpy. There might come in the context of smaller ones coming in rather than just you know just a big one. Um, but we feel fairly confident that we will be able to secure these larger orders and that we're going to be able to meet these these forecasts on that basis
0: okay, so Mike so essentially you're saying that uh cell cube uh, for two thousand nineteen well, actually let me let me finish up with two thousand for two thousand and eighteen you're on, tr- on track to do roughly $21 million in revenues. Is that right?
1: Uh, yeah, I want to I just sort of check that statement because as I said, we are just coming out shortly with our, um, our audited numbers, on, uh, which would actually provide a year-end as of June 30th. So cautionary, that's just sort of an estimate of, of, um, of where I think we're coming out this year. Um, and I I'm, I don't have them in front of me, so um, I'm just drawing that from memory.
0: Okay, and for 2019, this is when you you actually start selling these large scale systems. Uh, you're expecting roughly 100 million in sales. How um, now? Who you have? So you have a bunch of these proposals out there. Uh, what uh, what 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 would you say is the Kind of conserve. So you're saying that that's a conservative probability of that happening.
1: Well, I'm saying you start with a sales pipeline of all potential contracts out uh-huh. right there. If you added them up, that'd be worth close to a billion. Right, putting a weighted probability on them, and you know we don't really have the time to go through the analysis of how we put a probability weighting on them. Okay. But you know, r- roughly, we're saying you 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 reduce that value by to a tenth. Um, as to the likelihood of of the contracts that we think we'll get coming in. So we're saying it's really worth probably about 100 million but we're um within that 2019 period we think that we can meet in just the energy storage business about 50 million of that. Remember 36 million is from the uh the projected contracts for the switchgear business on a standalone basis. Okay. So a big component of the overall. At least in 2019 we expect that to be a very big component of the, Okay. Of the overall sales again, around eighty-five million sales.
0: Okay, but 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 fifty million plus for the uh, for the storage. Correct. Okay. So that's
1: fifty million again, looking at a weighted basis of the sales pipeline of a hundred million, on an unweighted basis, you know, nine hundred million to a billion or so.
0: Okay, and and these are actually contracts that are or actually proposals, I should say, that are out there, and you're expecting them to start closing. In, in the months ahead,
1: yeah, I you know idealistic, um, we could st- we could have some of these in Q four. We're already into late October, so I think Q one, Q two is a probably a, a better estimate.
0: Okay, so there's going to be basically some some news flow over the next uh, three to six months, where you know I guess sh- investors can you know track, Correct. see how how things are going. Okay, Um yeah. and
1: and that's you know when you look at our market our market price and what's been happening with the share price lately. That's what the market's waiting to see from us. And not that we haven't had sales. We have had sales this year since we acquired the assets in uh, April, we've had three different systems, uh, including a recent one to EON uh, German based utility. And this was for a community microgrid project in Southern Sweden. Uh, so we are, so the news is out and we are making these sales. Um, but for larger ones and, um, for continued execution, that is definitely what the market is waiting to see from us.
0: Okay. And, uh, you mentioned the, the, the spinoff of the Vanadium property. I uh, so there was a news release on that. So just if you can summarize yeah. how that transaction will work and, uh, you know what it's going to mean for, sh- for shareholders going forward
1: okay so for shareholders who, who are if you're a shareholder before november 30th that means we're going to spin out the entity by doing a share distribution essentially at a one to two ratio so you'll get one share in the new spun out uh, property uh, for every two shares that you hold in the um cell cube entity right now um so that's that's the, the general description of it. Uh, we'll confirm that prior to closing as being the ratio for distribution because it's a little bit of a moving target, particularly in the context of uh, vanadium prices really, um, really ramping up, uh, not just recently, but in the past year. Um, so it's really an ideal time to participate in a, um, a vanadium investment. Um, and it's a great way to do it by virtue of this spin-out, because it means you can both invest in Cellcube as a company and um have a call option on um our vanadium asset in Nevada by participating in the spin out itself, since you'll receive shares if you're currently a shareholder in um, it.
0: vanadium yeah,
1: the, is the vanadium market, up. yeah. Um, it was
0: it's a very hot market right now.
1: It's a very hot market right now. So I, I do think it's a very um, opportune time in order to participate.
0: Uh, what, um, you know, what, is, what is, if you could maybe give a little background, what is the f- company's, you know, financial structure look like now? I mean, you've been doing some financings recently and, you know, what, what would be your capital needs going forward?
1: Yeah. So we're actually in the middle of a private placement right now. It is for accredited investors only. Um, but it is open. We're hoping to close it quite soon um and there is uh we have an over allotment provision we're raising four million dollars with a potentially for an over allocation of one million um so i do mention that because that pretty much um, uh, exemplifies our current capital needs right now Um, and this is really for the purposes of bridging the time until the uh, revenues ramp up from the energy storage business that being said we have um, good contracts coming into Q4 out of the switchgear business uh, for it to be revenue producing and EBITDA positive going into next year. So we do see that as overall being a contributor. Um, But uh, part of the working capital that we're raising right now is simply just to bridge that time into the sales cycle for the energy storage systems. I will also point out we are um, going to use some of that money also just to increase our sales force um, simply because we're we're almost being overwhelmed by the number of inquiries as to um, proposals for the energy storage systems coming in unsolicited. And uh, we need more people who have both the technical ability to, to write up those contracts and to, um, to service the potential customers.
0: And so, so you expect the company uh, uh, to summarize, you expect the company to be profitable in 2019. Is that Correct. Right? Okay.
1: Yes, well profitable in 2019.
0: Okay, and I think in your presentation you had uh, an EBITDA, it mentions an EBITDA of roughly 18 million. Yeah, that's right. Okay, how many, now how many, now what are the terms of the private placement that you're doing right now?
1: Okay, so it's, uh, as I said, for accredited investors only, it's um, at 15 cents. It comes with uh, uh, a half warrant, uh, exercisable at 30 cents. Um, warrants are for three years and, um, I would note that the current share price as of today, at least for around 21 cents. Uh, so again, it's a pretty opportune, um, uh, terms for participating in the company.
0: Okay. So a little bit of a discount. Uh, now how many share? how many shares will be outstanding, uh, after, after the, uh, assuming the, the private placement closes?
1: Okay. I actually, I haven't done the math yet. Oh, okay. math. There's about 130, 138 million on the um, currently outstanding. Okay. So, it's, what's that? About 26 million for, Anyway, there'll be somewhere, somewhere north of 138 million on an additional, uh, call it four million. Okay. Uh, worth of shares coming in. Okay, I see. That'll so that'll be the current
0: slope. Okay, and okay, so uh, Mike, wh- what? um what's your vision for the company over the next uh two to three years if assuming everything uh is on tr- everything works out is on track uh where do yeah. you where do you see cell cube uh two three years from now
1: this, look the the market as I mentioned in the beginning is evolving the applications of energy storage um, in the last couple of years and this is a very immature industry it's only been a few years of actual use of energy storage um, At a grid level, and that's been mostly for um, frequency regulation, balancing frequency of the grid itself, and that's been through the use of uh, shorter-term lithium-based batteries, you know, up to two hours, maybe three, maybe four tops. But the entire market's now evolving into longer-term duration using four, six, and eight-hour storage, and that's exactly what our product is designed to deliver. So our vision. For this company is literally to colonize every electricity market on the globe with the cell cube energy storage systems
0: how big so how big do you see the uh, the poten- how, how big do you see this potential market for uh for cell cube
1: yeah i mean for for cell if we went out to on our on a three and five year projection if we could really realize on this, you're talking a multi-billion-dollar business, and that's that's based not just on the revenues of selling the inst- the um, the uh, units themselves, but also because we intend to lease the electrolyte solution that is the, the key ingredient in the batteries themselves to create a revenue stream for the purposes of uh, of um, bringing down the capital costs for our customers, so that they have an option to. Um, Uh, to continuously release uh, the use of the battery um, through the electrolyte solution. And I I just mentioned that because one, it creates a long-term revenue stream, but two, it's the nature of the vanadium electrolyte that it doesn't degrade. It essentially lasts forever. And we can see that already that's proven out over its 10 year life. But in the context of a leasing plan, that means you can really deliver an asset that's like a piece of infrastructure to a client and uh, that'll last 20, 25 years. In fact, the system itself will probably wear it before the electrolyte solution does. So we're going we're to try to keep that on our balance sheet as, um, as a very valuable asset and uh, to have the ability to release the, uh, the battery systems to our clients. Huh. Now, the, what, what's the,
0: uh, the, the, the solution? What percentage of the total price of that uh, system does it, does it make up? I think yeah, you said it's it, about it, three hundred grand roughly US dollars for the for the unit?
1: Yeah, three or four hundred US just for the unit itself. Now typically the electrolyte solution, and of course the cost of the vanadium going up, it's gonna it's gonna depend somewhat on the cost of vanadium. Um, but as a component, the other thing that it depends on is we can scale up the size of these systems by simply adding more of the vanadium electrolyte solution. So if you do a larger scale system and you need more vanadium electrolyte, it's going to have a, a sliding scale as to the percentage it makes up. But say it's, it's probably from 40 to 60% of the cost of a, of a system itself.
0: Aha. Okay. It's
1: uh, substantial. And again, one of the ways we address, we plan to, well, we plan to address the price of vanadium in two respects. one, By maintaining some ownership and offtake in connection with the property, the Vanadium property we already own. And two, by providing a leasing option for the client or the customers, which means at the outset, their capital costs are reduced because they can avail themselves to a leasing option. So we'll price in the the Vanadium by reference to the lease.
0: Okay. Now, um, can you tell us about uh, your background and uh, some of the other key members of the team?
1: Yeah. Um, it's, sometimes it's embarrassing, but uh, I started out my career as a lawyer, um, but I've, I have not practiced law for a number of years now. And most recently, I was working in the private equity group of Sprott Inc. Sprott is a, um, a well-known Canadian alternative asset manager uh, with a focus on resources. Um, in that group, I was um, a PE fund manager uh, focused on renewable generation, um, and Sprout actually is a investor in Cellcube, and it was in the context of Sprott, um assessing Cellcube as a potential investment that um, my discussion started with the company, and uh, it seemed like a very good, strong, and natural fit, uh, which led me to joining as the CEO in um, June of this year
0: aha uh-huh. and now you mentioned sprout is one of the investors do you, do you have any other uh, strategic investors in Cellcube? uh
1: yeah goodman and company also another canadian uh asset manager uh they are invested as well um the there's a handful of smaller boutique shops uh that are have holdings but uh they're not not nearly as uh, significant um, beyond that, we get to a pretty wide retail base. Okay. Now, um, high volume too. High volume trading. And, right. Uh, the lot, lot of liquidity on the stock. Right.
0: Now, um, you know, the, uh, CellCube seems like the story is has multiple moving parts. Uh, do you think that um, the story is fully understood by the investment community, and if not, what is it that they're missing and that they need to take into consideration?
1: Yeah, I think you have to look at um, the individual components, the vanadium resource itself, the fact that we have a really robust switch business that stands alone, that is not dependent on sales of the energy storage systems, um, that is and will be Revenue producing. I think that's probably one of the greatest missing components of the valuation on the business. And then finally, just on the energy storage business itself, um, the sheer robustness of the size of our sales pipeline, um, that these sales are coming in and they're expected to be large. I think when you, if you make sort of a, an individual analysis of each of the three key components of the business, um, Adding them together, if you uh, assess them on an individual basis, you have a, a much stronger valuation overall for the company. Okay, so
0: is there anything else uh, that you want to cover which we, we may have uh, missed?
1: Well, I, you know, part of the big picture to this is that this um, energy storage itself is absolutely critical right now. You only need to take headlines from the last few weeks, you know, such as the, the UN panel on climate change. Um, to see that we are part of a very, very large trend. And that is the decarbonization of the planet and the, the complete electrification of the planet. And you have to have energy st- storage as a component of that. And we would argue you've got to have long-term energy storage as a component of that massive trend four, six and eight-hour storage. And that's where we're targeted that's where we're perfectly positioned and that's where our track record um, really comes into play as to the proof and maturity of the technology so it's really the right product at the right time and um, we really welcome people to come check us out and uh, feel free to contact us if you'd like any further information
0: okay well on that note mike i would like to thank you and uh, we look forward to following uh, you know the company's developments in the, the months ahead.
1: That's great. Thanks very much for having me.